Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not this little girl going so that means the episode officially has started which is great um one of these days i'm actually gonna have like a actual opening like i don't know some shit's gonna happen i don't i doubt it i'm just probably gonna keep randomly talking to open up any episode because you know i can do whatever the fuck i want it is what it is i don't care but um oh intro so hello 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 everybody this is vernon t scott the host of the holography podcast actually i just messed that completely up let's do it this way hello 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 everybody welcome to the holography podcast where we step out and talk about sexuality i'm your host vernon t scott also known as slater jackson and also known as just depending on how you found me uh, sebastian's adams uh, today, I have my friend, she goes all the way back to the high school days, Jalisa on the line, and we're going to be talking about gender. But before we even get into that topic, Jalisa, do you mind introducing yourself and just let everybody know who you are, what you're all about, and all that good stuff? Okay. Hey, y'all. This is Jalisa, also known as the JS Living. Um, quick notes about me. I graduated from SCAD with an MFA. Uh, sleep comes after death. If you know, you know. Um, and right now, I'm actually getting ready to launch my first adult fantasy book called The Covenant of Blood. Uh, so you guys can pre-order that. It will be out around June 21st. So a little if you on the dates there. Got a little bit more planning to do, but it's coming out soon. So super excited about that. Anything else about you, Jaleesa? What do you mean, Vernon? What, what else I got to tell them? Yo, history, like, who are you? I don't oh know who you are. Like, who the fuck? Fine, fine, fine. He told me this was a conversation, but he didn't tell me how to get all into my backstory. Okay, y'all. So, Vernon and I, Vernon and I went to high school together. Um, I don't even remember how we met. I just remember this guy just randomly showed up at the table with my friends one day, and we just was chilling cool. Vernon likes to make fun of people though. I remember that a lot. Always fighting with me on Facebook. Got the receipts to prove it. We're supposed to do an advice call together. That didn't go well. You remember that with Miss yes. Miller? We we had like a whole fucking newspaper. We started the newspaper at our high school. Shout out to us. Pat's on the back because I think that thing is still going on. Who knows? I haven't <laughs> been back there for a while. I know like, at least I know at least in 2015, it was still a thing. I don't know what the fuck is going on now. So it's probably something completely different. <laughs> but, I, know, I really thought that thing tanked after we left. Because I was like, we didn't even really print out that many issues to begin with. 
we didn't but you know it was it was a lot of you can't do that you cannot do that no y'all are too young no you cannot say that it was a lot of uh, censorship that was going on when it came to that newspaper and I'm like so what are we here for Uh, we don't have that many sports we don't have um that much entertainment we could talk about stuff that's going on in pop culture but even if we do that that's too much we can't talk about that we had short stories in there there was like no you can't publish that like what the it was a lot y'all it was a lot for teenagers to be going through (laughs) i think at one point we were just like you know what forget it essentially if it wasn't wasn't spirit week related it was like oh we can't publish this like what the fuck I don't even remember what that newspaper looked at. I don't even think I have a copy of it anywhere. Like, Child, I think I, uh, I I deleted the Facebook group, our Facebook page that was associated with that like two years ago. Huh? I don't, I don't even remember us having a Facebook page. Child, we had everything on that thing. Um, yeah, fuck the newspaper. But yeah, we go back to high school. Um, I was that person that was telling Jaleesa that she can be a lot happier than she was, helping her try to see the brighter side of things. But this bitch was negative as fuck, y'all. Negative <laughs> as fuck. Like, I'd be like, oh, something. look, it's sunny outside. Oh, the clouds might come and just make it cloudy and shady. Okay, right? It might fucking, it might fucking rain. Cloud. I was pessimistic, but I never said anything about clouds coming out. I know, I know. Pessimistic as fuck, though. That that I was the energy she was giving, y'all. She was giving, I hate the world energy. But it's okay. She's a little bit positive, more positive now. A little bit. I'm the epitome of positivity now. Like, <clears throat> just goes to show, what, like, doing some self-meditation and learning about yourself and just learning how to love yourself can go a really long way. So You're right, you're right. Definitely do those things, because... Definitely. Some people aren't too late. See, and that's it's great that she mentioned that because the um a plug for the next episode that we're doing together is going to be about mental health. So ha ha ha. Um, so yeah, y'all keep on the lookout for that too. But um, like you're right, you are a lot more positive now. Thank God for therapy, thank God for growth, thank God for th- uh self-care. But y'all, it's been oh, oh. I did not like Jaleesa in high school, y'all. I really did not. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> we were friends. We were friends. But uh, every now and again, I did want to, like, choke her a little bit. But, you know, I was I was pacifist back then. So. I was not a pacifist. I was a pacifist. You were not. Do you know how many people I would have fought at AR Johnson if I was not? I don't remember you being a pacifist. Did I ever hit you? Words hurt too, Vernon. Okay. Words. I, I I will accept that words do hurt words do hurt so I, I will accept that so, so were you physically violent no words man yeah, I was ruthless I as hell know. I'm ruthless as hell today huh he was just mean to me y'all just mean uh she put she fought back too so it, don't don't not. let her think that I, I believe her not. I literally had yes, no you did. comeback I still yes, not do that comeback what comeback Vernon I don't what? know I don't know. Look, pull up the receipts that you have on Facebook because I know you have those in our conversations. Most of those are me telling you to shut up. That's my comeback. Shut up. No, no, that's what Facebook is showing you. That's Jaleesa, you had your comeback. I just okay? had the other day. You you're right. You're right. You did. You did. And I'm pretty sure it just says shut up, bird, or be quiet, or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
y'all don't don't let her don't let her make, paint herself as the victim in this situation so y'all better watch this hoe. y'all better watch her i was coached the victim <laughs> but we yeah we're supposed but to be look, talking about judith we good because huh? we you know we're, you know we talk like every month i feel like something like that <laughs> at least twice a year true like look getting hold, that of me, getting hold of me sometimes can be difficult because a nigga was busy busy oh my god but you know things are a lot freer these days thank you lord uh, <laughs> i gotta make time for my friends my friends are important to me so amen to that i'm amen. at a point when i need my friends now so true uh, I think that's where I'm at too, uh, connecting with a lot of friends, a lot of uh, family, and you know, just making them feel and making them know that they are important. So, yeah, I'm definitely with you there. Um, so, gender, that's what we are here to talk about. Uh, <laughs> so, first off, I just want to talk about um, your perspective of gender. Um, so, kick it off. So like gender, I feel like it's a spectrum. And it's funny because like my mom and I were just talking about this the other day. And I was just like, actually, I don't even know if we were talking about gender specifically or if we were talking about sexuality. I can't really remember. But either way, I was just like, mom, they're both a spectrum. And like, you can't just be like, like you can be anywhere on that spectrum. Um, So I think we ended up talking about how a, think we were talking about like how you have like trans men and women maybe or like how mm. some people like have different like you know part like genital regions or whatever you want to call it um and I was just like well you know some I was like all people are technically born with penises and what happens is when you're like when your body develops like it your penis either drops and becomes a penis or it stays inverted and it's a vagina and my mom was just like, I don't know about that. And I was like, it's a whole TED talk. Like, mm-hmm. Y'all don't know. Y'all got to go find the TED talks. There's some smart people up there. Child, that, um, that, like the gender conversation always takes me back to, uh, I, I don't know if it was 10th grade Ms. Millen or um, fucking um, junior year uh, Ms. McMillan when uh, it was either anatomy one or anatomy two. Uh, when all we were talking about was uh, homogenous um, zones or just how everything is similar in the male, female body, how everything starts off, you know, all that reproductive shit and how everything develops. And I'm just like, I'm blessed that I had a teacher to actually educate us that way. Uh, And these other people, I'm so sorry. I don't know what y'all had in high school. I don't know what y'all had in middle school. I don't know what y'all had in college, but like how y'all not know that the penis and the vagina, uh, uh, well, the penis and vulva, all of that is pretty much the exact same thing. It's just how it generated by by the time you were born. Like, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember none of that from anatomy because anatomy, like, you know, I wasn't even supposed to be at that school to be honest. Like science was never my thing, but you know, I, I learned as I got, I learned over time because I was just like, everybody's on this conversation about like gender and sexuality. And I need them to know that like they're wrong. And so I just like to do the research to look things up because high school science was not great for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you remember. Uh, 
I'm sure you remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you were on struggle bus, but you know it's okay. It's okay. You graduated. Um, <laughs> we fought for you to stay in the school. <laughs> okay, that really wasn't my fault though. It was. That's it, a it whole other conversation. That's that a whole really, other conversation. That really was not my fault. Some <laughs> activists back then. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> but so you you were talking about how you had to have that conversation with your uh, mom and I know that kind of stems in what we were talking about in like the you know drafting of this episode of uh how to have that conversation uh with the parent or even with your kids have other than talking to your mom have you ever had to educate like a child about gender or anything like oh that not about gender but uh, my nephew mm-hmm. was he like 16 now I can't remember. I got so many nieces and nephews. It's hard to keep their ages straight. But <laughs> I do know he's in like 10th grade right now. But um, I think it was like a year or two ago. We had to have like the sex conversation with him. And mm-hmm. uh, my mom told me I went way too far. Because <laughs> I was just like, because we were just like, you know what sex is? And he was like, yeah. And my mom was like, explain it. And he was like, well, this, you know, he explained it. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I was like, there's different types of sex. And then they're kind of like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you know, there's like man and man, you know, and you know, they do it one way. And then women, you know, two women do it another way. I was like, and then you can have like multiple people doing multiple things at the same time. And they're like, that's just too much, Jaleesa. And I was like, he needs to be educated. <laughs> I will I will have to say I'm kind of on the side of your mom in that sense okay because he did not need to know about multiple people at age 16 he could learn that at age 20 something but the other stuff i'm okay with he should know that you know sometimes that includes man man, and man, woman and woman in between like she she said all of it was too much she was like all he needs to know was about man and woman sex The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. it was too much she was like all he needs to know was about man and woman sex and I was like oh no no <clears throat> no that's 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 not that's not the only kind of sex that's happening out here if not what the fuck have a lot of people been having out here right floating but- oh I oh girl I floated so well the other day <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know what? That's what I'm gonna just start calling it. If it's if it's any kind of um homosexual sexual encounter or even a group sex, you're floating, bitches. We are floating these days. Are you floating or are you having sex? 
Bitch, I need you to float. <laughs> you need to float, okay? <laughs> well, then people are going to be thinking about it. You know, we all float down here. Look. Actually, that makes it funnier. <laughs> Look, y'all try to float. We all float down here. <laughs> In the darkness. <laughs> Oh my God. So I, I'm inviting about eight people over so we can float later on <laughs> and possibly get high, you know? <laughs> then we're double lifted. Look at God. Let me stop. Uh, okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but no, uh, he was kind of embarrassed about the conversation. I'm just like, nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, everybody's got to learn at some point. Look, and it's it's crazy. Like even with my my uh, little cousin, um, he's sixteen, and also his little brother. He's like thirteen. No, he's fourteen now. Uh, and I I told myself a long time ago, most definitely with me knowing so much about sex, that I am not going to insert myself into that conversation unless a parent asks me to. Right. And so I I still have not had any sex conversations with him. But one day he was telling me about how one of his um, siblings on um, his father's side uh, identifies as trans. So we start having that conversation. He's like, I, I just don't get it. And I'm like, you asking the question. All right, let, let's. All right, let's talk about it. <laughs> Still haven't had the sex talk, but we had the trans talk, which is interesting. <laughs> so it's kind of like, hard to not have the sex talk, though, isn't it? I would think. Mm-mm. I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. It can, but um, so I I went on the uh, on the identification side of things. Uh, okay, this is your sibling. Uh, I don't know what they're um, transitioning into or, uh, well, who trans who they are. I don't know exactly what their gender pronouns are. So uh, I told my uh, cousin, I was like, so essentially what's going on for most of their life, they felt strange in their body, that they felt as though that they like this look a little bit more, are these, this presentation of themselves a little bit more, and they wanted to um, go after that. And now they're at, they're at a point where they recognize who they are. They probably saw themselves on some TV show or in media or even just online searching. I feel uncomfortable in my body. And that transition over to them, you know, digging in that, doing some research, identifying, self-identifying, all that other good stuff. And your computer, okay, girl? Girl, I don't look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm using a um I'm using a webcam app. Oh like the grainy fuzziness that's built in on the computers. So I use the webcam app on my phone. And oh. sometimes it'd be a little funky. Uh, a little funky funky. okay (laughs) but uh essentially um i was letting letting him know that if this is who that they who they feel themselves to be then they have to go down that route to see exactly who that is who they are Uh, it may be something down the line where they might identify as who they used to be like who they were raised as or who they always knew they themselves to be is it's it's complicated in that sense, but they're on a journey of self-discovery. And your job here is to not judge and just support, 
uh, and let them figure that out uh, and not to be a hindrance because uh, I even let him know about a trans friend of mine who um, out of the blue sent me a text message saying, oh, I identify as a man, I'm a black man, all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, I support you, continue doing you, you're great, you're beautiful, all this other great stuff, you know, words of affirmation. And I also asked, okay, so what's going on? Are you okay? Like, this is you, I accept you, but is there anything that you want to share with me about? Because this came out of blue. And then, you know, a couple months passed and um, she is she, she is identifying as a beautiful black woman and I'm like I'm still here to support you like whatever you was going through she even mentioned that she was just trying to be comfortable with her family rather than you know live her own truth then that's what it is I support you regardless even if you had to go through that that little battle of depression or identification or whatever the case may be but this happens this happens when people are transitioning when they're living through their lives when they're being ridiculed, when they're being um, bullied, whatever the case may be, but this does happen. But your job as a friend, as a family member, as a parent is just to be there to support that person as they figure out who they are. Yeah, I um, was transitioning from a male to female. No, female to male, I'm sorry. Um, They went through like two different name changes. So um, don't quite remember what their name is now because like I called them the second name for the longest and I don't even remember what their female name was because like that one just never even came up um but I remember they had like such a difficult time with their parents when they were trying to transition over and I was like that's really sucky and I'm sorry you have to like go through that like I'm sorry that your you know parents or whoever like just doesn't get it I was like but I get it um so the whole time they were going through their transition, I was just like, I am here to be supportive for you for as long as, you know, I know you and we're hanging out and as long as I can be. Um, so I totally get that. Like, I'll, I think support is something that's really important when it comes to like people who are transitioning or when it comes to just like people expressing their, like doing their gender expression. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> And I like how you mentioned gender expression because that uh, brings me up to another topic that often comes up to dismiss the uh, identity of trans people when someone may use uh, feminine presenting male to say, well, how can you be a trans woman and and not just a very, very uh, uh, effeminate man or uh, masculine presenting woman and just be like, how can you be a trans man and not a stud? how a a person can, um, essentially we use individuals who express themselves based off of a gender role in their comfort and then use that to minimize the trans experience. Right, but even at that, you just touched on like gender roles too. Like, I mean, who ascribes these gender roles? Who says Mm -hmm. that like, okay, this is what women do. This is what men do. And then like, that's just it. Like. Like we said earlier, it's a spectrum, right? So mm-hmm. it means you can't really ascribe a specific role or a specific type of, you know, dress code or a specific color. Like we do these things, but it's like you can't really because you don't know where someone's going to fall on that spectrum. Um, I got to find the name of that TED Talk. But essentially the TED Talk that I had watched a while ago, it did this study. 
I don't think it was a study, but I think they like went to like these remote island where they don't ascribe any type of gender or any type of anything to the children that are born there. So children are born, they grow up, they figure out like who they want to be, how they want to be. It doesn't matter what body parts they have. Like they just figure it out, you know? And then when they hit, like, I think, I don't know what the age is. I think it's like 13. Like that's when they're, they can be like, okay, like this is who I am. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, why can't the rest of the world do that? Because that would just be so much more beautiful, I think. I might make some people upset about this comment, but the rest of the world was pretty much doing stuff like that, similar to that. Like there are cultures in Africa that practice that to this day. Um, And that is also something that was going on pre-colonialism. Where when I say the rest of the world, I'm really talking about Western culture because Western culture is specifically like very much on this. It's this way or no way. And I'm just like, you can't. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, I would say a lot of that even just stems from the puritanical belief system of, um, I, I want to say Western, but just European ideology, um, where you Wait, have to be a one thing. Western. Huh? European is still part of Western culture. Oh, really? All of that's considered Western culture. Oh, thank God, because I just <laughs> used to just think it's just, uh, <laughs> just fucking the U.S., and so that's my, it then you just add on uk and just europe and you know all that well UK is, you know western culture is like uh europe uk us i think even i could be wrong on this one and someone later on can like comment on your podcast and you can tell me if i'm wrong but i think even like uh rome athens i think even that's still considered western culture but again i could be completely wrong on that i don't know for sure um but western culture is very there's a lot of western culture gotcha well that 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 makes a a lot more sense uh in usage now because i always thought of like are we just talking about the western hemisphere like (laughs) you know what because i'm gonna bug myself i'm gonna look this up quick please do but yeah i think a lot of that does stem from that because you have to have one only religion or one belief system that is superior or even the uh, purest of it all and that goes into um genders that you have to be a certain you have to present yourself a certain way it even goes to what we do when it comes to like respectability politics like all of that plays a role Mm mm-hmm all right, sorry, off. I just looked it up. Okay, so Western culture includes like Celtic, Germanic, Hellenic, Jewish, Slavic, Latin, and other ethnic and linguistic groups, as well as Christianity. This is from Science Daily. I don't know how reputable that source is, but I assume it's fairly reputable. Um, Interesting. But yeah, so all of that is considered Western. That's why I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure like Rome would be included in that. Maybe. I like how, um, so... Hmm, it's the Christianity for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that is Western, though, right? Like, it's a very Westernized thing. Yeah, it is. It's Westernized. I like how you put it that way. Because when you think about like the Crusades, but you know, the Crusades happened in all those areas. So, it's right, like, Rome? Huh? Well, makes sense. You know, I'm not a, I, I went to school for anthropology. I did not use that in the intro. I kind of, so my, anyways, I went to school for anthropology. 
as well. I have a whole bachelor's degree in it. But sometimes, you know, I need a refresher course in it. So. I, I, I get you because, you know, I, I got mine in creative writing and sometimes the writing sucks. So, you know, it is what it is. Look. That's where we're at. So, um, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, back to like gender expressions and stuff. Um, yeah, it's a spectrum. And I was actually thinking about this episode of uh, Grownish I was watching with this guy who like, he likes to wear a skirt and like his girlfriend is just one of the main characters. She's just like, I can't get behind that. And he's like, this is how I choose to express myself. And you're either down with that or you're not, but you're not going to make me feel bad about it. And I was like, you go, man, because that's exactly what she should do. I was like, on the, uh, I mean, playing devil's advocate, like it was, she did admit that this was her problem and her thing to deal with. So I will mm-hmm. give kudos to that character because she was like, this is my issue, not yours. But she wanted him to give her some time to just get used to the idea. And he didn't, but I don't think either one of them were wrong in that situation. But oh, I agree. Like, it's most definitely. Like, that's how it should be in the real world. Like, <laughs> It should be like to recognize yourself in those moments. That's what self-awareness is. That's what makes self-awareness important because you recognize that what, the, however this person chooses to express them is themselves is okay. That's that person. That person lives their lives. I cannot live their life for them. So me being uncomfortable means that they're not making me uncomfortable. I'm just uncomfortable at what I'm experiencing in this moment. So let me look into myself to see why am I um, feeling uncomfortable. If you are uncomfortable with it, if it's something that you don't like, that's perfectly fine. That is okay. That means that's why there's so many other people on this earth that you can connect with in a different way. You don't have to be in that relationship. You don't have to be that person's friend. It, it, you don't have to be in that environment with that individual because guess what you can always move on to someone else that fit what you prefer exactly so i shout out to gronish for that i i I you know it's actually a pretty good show they actually hit a lot of topics much like blackish does Mm. but they are more so focused on like college life but sometimes i watch the show and i'm like dang where was this at when i was an undergrad right i could have used this show back in undergrad Maybe it would have gotten me out of a comfort shell. Maybe I would have like learned some stuff, did some other experiences. I don't know. I, I, I've seen, I think, um, two and a half seasons of Grownish. I just need to go back to it. But uh, I will say the one thing that did bother me, it, it, a lot of shows bother me uh, when it deals with higher education, is whenever they misrepresent education in a sense. Um, but, well, misrepresent higher ed. But at the same time, it's still a wonderful show. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a show that a lot of people who are looking to go into college, they should watch. But do not hold that show to what you should expect in college. Oh, definitely not. No. <laughs> Very serious is not the norm. But I like that it gives you like other ways to look at your college experiences Mm. and they do a lot with like again like they talk a lot about gender and gender expression and they talk a lot about like you know just sexuality and I don't know they have a lot of good topics that Mm -hmm. I think surround around this podcast specifically but as well as other topics so yeah and I I like that they do talk about sexuality because there's not enough 
outlets that talk about sexuality as it relates to being in the college space or even within that 18 to 24 year old space um, because that's the traditional college age. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the closest thing, and it's actually a high school experience, is the British show on Netflix. Um, dang, I'm just oh, sex education? education? Yeah, but that's, would... not, that's not a high school. I mean, that's not a college experience. That's high school. And even their school is a little over-exaggerated. Yeah. Over <laughs> but I don't think you watch these shows for the specific you know, oh, this is what my school is going to be like. You watch it because you're like, okay, like they're having experiences that are similar to my own or that could be similar to my own and it's entertaining and I can learn a thing or two. See, I say, I, I will say that is valid from a state, uh, uh, a mindset of privilege. The reason I say that That's is because um, if you think about the American society and the American reading level, it's still at sixth grade. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a very privileged stance. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's taking into account that you know everybody is capable of critically thinking, but unfortunately, that's not the case where we are here in America, where you know you can do I'm not even gonna get on that. I'm not gonna get on that. I, I'm not. <laughs> it's a whole method conversation well, America <laughs> And there's so many subsets that, yeah, no, with your podcast, uh-huh. not long enough to go into that topic. Mm-hmm. No, nope. but at least not. <laughs> pull me back in, Julissa, pull me back in before I go off. You know, we're floating. We're, you know, that's, that's, we were, we were talking yeah. about floating a motherfucker. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> start another podcast on that topic. <laughs> Child, oh my God. It's a very privileged stance. Um, Mm. I guess I I just meant it in the sense of like people who do watch it and can realize that. Yes. Okay, this is not typical American experience. I would say if someone is able to, uh, you know, decipher between messages and uh, Mm -hmm. have these conversations with their children that show is perfect and even big mouth even though i think it has a space for pedophiles in there just to put that out there but it's also a good educational show because it it teaches like for adults who watch that and never thought about their bodies in a way or even how their hormones might even impact them on a regular basis it at least gives them that but it's not good for children no I have mixed feelings about Big Mouth. Like, I think I watched, like, the first season. I watched part of season two. And I was like, I really wanted to like this show because it does cover all those topics. And it is very informational. But some of the stuff in the show, I'm just like, y'all could have did this better or differently. Like, you didn't have to go this route with it. Even watch, and I know we're going to talk about mental health in another episode, but even like, and we can talk about this later, but like Bojack Horseman, right? Like, it's a pretty good show about mental health and stuff, but it's just like, you watch it and you're like, do I really want to keep watching this? Mm. Some of the stuff hits hard, and maybe that's what makes them so uncomfortable, is because these shows are speaking some truth, and even though they do it in a very over-the-top, cringy way, like, sometimes that's how you have to get information out. Well, like even to go off of that, because, uh, you know, 
we, we're probably not going to expand on this in that mental health episode, but it's still pertinent to the conversation that we're having now. Well, it's related to mental health. But anyways, like if you think about um, like even with what's that show? Lovecraft Country. That oh, yeah. show had a lot of trauma in it, but it also had uh, was so well done that it forced people to recognize trauma as well as their own place in their own trauma and how that's impacting their lives or even, well, if you're able to critically think in this manner, able to place yourself in the lives of those characters and their experiences and see that, okay, I have experienced this type of trauma. I have experienced this reaction or this feeling and, you know, things like that. It, It brings you to a point where you have to actually reflect on your mental health in a way while also being scared, while also being entertained, while also being like, this is gory as shit. Lovecraft is just A1. I mean, let's be honest. A1. It deserved every single award last year. That's all I know. And they should have gotten season two. But again, that is another conversation for another day. We can harp on that every time we talk. I'm just saying. HBO, I want want my season two of Lovecraft. That's I'm just putting it out there. I don't know if anybody's ever going to listen to this episode, but I'm putting it out there. That, as well as season two of Watchmen. Don't be doing this to our Black creators, okay? So I haven't finished Watchmen, but I'm a second it anyways. <laughs> so on that note, I think it's time to do a little bit of a transition into Never Have I Ever. So, Julissa, oh, so this is your first time. <laughs> you cannot say red light disco before you even get a damn question we are not here to I'm be not right now I'm just you better thug the fuck I up Jaleesa. thug the fuck up thug I'm- I'm just getting prepared in case I need to say it. Okay. <laughs> I need what it was. I keep thinking it's district, it's disco. We party, not going on the, the what's that called? The strip. Oh, yes, girl. <laughs> we gonna, if we go into We're the gonna disco. go to the disco. We're not going on the strip. We can go to the strip. <laughs> now. Let's look. All right. So look, this this was not even that bad. Okay. Um Never have I ever peed in the opposite sex's uh, public bathroom. You know, I have. Because sometimes you go to the gas station mm. and the women's don't be working. And then you just go to the men's. But even at that, the toilets are typically the same anyways. The only difference is every now and then you come across one that's got a urinal in it. But mm. yeah, you know, I feel like everybody's done that. And if you didn't do it as an adult, you definitely did it as a kid. I, I know I have um, right on both as an adult and as a kid, but the one as an adult, it was because, you know, nobody else was using the bathroom, but um, right. I or, would, one of, or like I said, one of the stalls ain't working. So you just be like, right. And the crazy thing is I really don't like that. There's always a line outside of the women's bathroom. Uh, and I get like, can we design women's bathroom so that it can actually be functional for women to actually get in and get out, like, can we just think about, okay, for men, it's a, it's a lot simple. We just pull it out, pee, wash our hands. If you well, wash your fucking hands, y'all nasty I, motherfuckers. Yeah, y'all um, 
Ain't it? I'm judging. I agree with somebody who ain't wash their hands. It's disgusting. Like, wash your hands after you use the bathroom. That's how you prevent the spread of diseases and sickness. Like, Ain't and plus, it. don't nobody want to touch your pee hands. Ain't it? Or worse, your shitty hands. If you didn't shat and then wash your ass, and then nobody wants that bacteria. Nobody wants that shit. Nobody. nobody Literally. Wants it. Watch your damn hands. <laughs> so, like, can we just at least factor that in? Like, let's okay. say we have. So, <laughs> I will say with the women's restroom, because we have to go differently, like, we can't just whip it out or whatever, right? We actually have to squat and stuff. Our lines are probably longer because of that. But the misinformation that a lot of men have about women's body really disturbs me. This is semi on topic, semi off topic, but I saw a Facebook post not too long ago about this guy who thought that the hole that we use for sex is the same as the hole that we use for peeing. And I was just like, no, two different holes, person, two different holes. And then I asked my partner at the time if he knew, and he was like, it comes out the same hole, doesn't it? And I was just like, did you nothing? It's two holes, it's two holes, people, two holes. Just so y'all know, it's, it's two different places. It's, it's not like y'all, it's not like the penis. I'm sorry. It's two different holes. The shit that people don't know, which uh, in your adult age, sometimes you just need to go ahead and click on Google before you post anything that's related to. Um, Google. <laughs> you're sometimes right. Google Google's be lying. Got messed up. Google be lying. Like, like go that. to the library and read a book. <laughs> that part. But like it would it would be so much simpler if we actually thought about how long does it take for a woman to, you know, um, go to the restroom uh, and how can we stagger it in such a way that you don't always get a line? Yeah, you might get a line of one or two people, but you don't have a line of like six people waiting to get to the bathroom. It's just like, okay, you're in and you're out, you're in and you're out. That's it. We don't think about that often. Yeah, I mean, I really can't think of a better way to design it myself. So I guess if somebody one like tell me that, but yeah, I really think it's just the fact that women have to squat, and that's why our lines are always long. I really think that's what it is. And sometimes we don't have enough stalls. Like sometimes they only give us like two stalls, and I'm like, you know, you need at least five in here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why y'all trying to do two. So, and then God forbid one of them be the handicap and the other one be like for the baby changing station. They need to make a whole nother room for the baby change. Actually, a couple of those. You can have multiple women changing their babies. Like, just I agree with that because even in like men's bathroom, the baby changing station is uh, either, well, sometimes it might be near the door, which is fine. But then you have the ones that's like, if it's not by the door, it's in the uh, handicap stall. And I'm like, so if I'm changing the baby, now I'm inconveniencing somebody else who actually needs this for their own accessibility. That. <sighs> People. Uh, would you like another one? Okay. All right. So <laughs> never have I ever watched somebody else masturbate. I have. Mm, how was that? I mean, it's kind of awkward. I mean, I don't like people watching me. So I don't know. I think it's i mean unless you just like people watching you like <laughs> so you, you you're you're low on voyeurism is what you're saying no well only if it's masturbation though like if it's like me and a partner that's different oh okay yeah. i'll close with that uh i will say i've 
watched someone else masturbate before and that's when I learned yeah this is not really pleasing me in any way (laughs) now if it's another and not not porn because I don't particularly care for most porn Hmm. but if it's like live like two people I could probably see that but not with that one person masturbating like I don't that's not if if I if I were to be in a situation um, that was live, I would actually prefer like if 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 I was were to be the one watching, I want them to actually have some type of chemistry when they're having like when they're intimate with each other because if there's no chemistry, I'm just like this isn't arousing me in any way. It just looks like two strangers hooking up, and I'm like if if I'm right. in a situation where two strangers hooking up. Let's make this three fucking strangers and make this a whole ass fucking threesome. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> right. Like, you kind of need the passion there to make it like a thing, I think. But mm-hmm. to each their own. I mean, most times I just don't. But if I had to pick live, it's probably better. I don't know. Porn just seems so fake. Most it of the time. is. It's so fake. Well, you know, it, porn in general is fake. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, like, you the, just, the acting they, of it is just acting is awful. Like, if you're gonna give me porn, give me like, um, like an actual movie scene when they're getting like, like you know, when you watch like television shows and like they're getting hot and heavy, like that's actually like well so, shot. That actually so does something. If you shot porn the same way you shoot those scenes in actual TV shows and movies, like it would be so much better than whatever like, that crap is that they produce. Like, this is why I need someone in the Atlanta area who produces porn to, like, contact me so I can be their sexual experience coach for their porn so that it can be a lot better, a lot more live, a lot more fulfilling for people to watch. Because that shit that they put out there, not Atlanta's per se, but the shit that a lot of porn producers put out there is just so, I can tell that y'all are not into this. And if I can tell, that means other people can tell. And that means it's not really doing what you want it to do. It's not really like, yeah, I can masturbate to it. But at the end of the day, it's no, I could find some old school. Uh, what is it? Amateur porn? Oh, amateur porn is the shit. Oh, my God. Yes, amateur <laughs> porn. <laughs> but like, I, I will always uh, prefer amateur porn over the well-produced stuff because it's it, it it lacks a lot of feeling to it it's just we're here fuck this is my job there's no acting in this we do this come shot come shot we're out that also gets you into two other topics which are slightly different but still within the same realm of what we're talking about so like one thing is like with the porn industry there's like a lot of women and some men too who are like forced into it And so, like, you got that whole shady side of it, and that shit's not okay. And so that could be part of the reason why it's not good and why, like, they don't really seem into it, because they're being forced into it, which that's just not okay. That goes into the whole conversation about human trafficking. Again, not enough time on this particular podcast to talk about that. But, yeah, that's its own thing. And then on the other hand, you have the whole OnlyFans thing, where, like, you had people taking charge of their sexuality, taking charge of their gender, you know, they're taking care of what they want to do with their bodies. They're producing this content. It's real. It looks good. Like people are enjoying it. And then you have OnlyFans who sit there and like, that's not what this platform is for. Let's shut it down. 
made a lot of people mad and upset, had to bring it back up just for some of those same people to leave and go to another platform. So now OnlyFans has lost their money and content. And, you know, like a lot of girls got shamed or like, or a lot of women, I should say, got shamed for like living their truth and doing their thing on OnlyFans. But it's like, they got to get paid too. I agree. I like, agree. and there should be no shame in that like sex should not be shamed i agree speaking of which y'all, y'all can always find me on my only fans account uh call me zadams but i'm also transitioned to a different platform from that out there too but anyway just follow me on call me zadams you know see, everybody's leaving only fans huh i said see everybody's leaving only fans is it the quality it's not what it was. It's not what it was. But like even even that's what that, happens when you lose all the revenue because you sent away all the people who are producing the good content for you. Mm-hmm. Like the the crazy the craziest thing, most definitely like going to like what you were talking about with uh, people who are being sex trafficked. That's a, a part of the reason why uh, Red Tube, I believe um they got rid of just about everything on their website because they were like okay we did not recognize some of this stuff was revenge porn so we're gonna wipe this shit we're going to only uh have people who are verified on our accounts who are uh sex workers so that they can get their build their platform more here also build i should set up a uh red tube never mind we'll get to that soon like how do they know that these people are verified or who they say they are like are they running a background check because you gotta remember most sex workers they're not going to report that because it's illegal in most states but that's that's the thing even with like OnlyFans, you have to to do a verification process where you submit your paperwork like your driver's license they take up you have to submit a picture of yourself like even if I were to do this in um, my Sebastian costumes or whatever, I would still have to verify as Vernon first. So like that's that's how they do that process. They secure that you are an actual person, that you are the age that you say that you are, and then we can allow you onto the platform to okay, do whatever the hell you want to do. I thought you were like verified sex worker, like, you know, like I need proof that you've been out on these streets. Oh, no. <laughs> like, who is proving that? That's a good way to get caught and go to jail. Look, that's the feds, girl. That's the feds. <laughs> <laughs> Prove that you're a sex worker. Who? Me? Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm a Christian. <laughs> I mean, that, look, that'll bring us to a whole other conversation. I talk all day about how I think sex work should be legalized. But look and it should be and the crazy thing is um this is also another plug look we are also doing an episode about sex work so mm-hmm. look at that <laughs> so i i actually was gonna ask if you wanted to hear uh, well if you wanted to do a sex question but i'm going to save that for our next episode because i think this episode is at that point where it must come to an end no. Tear, 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 tear. So before I do end everything, I do want to uh, say thank you, Angelisa, for being on the podcast. I also want to thank uh, the listeners for, you know, continue continuously coming back to the podcast, listening to us, supporting us. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to the Holiloquy podcast where we step out and talk about sexuality. Please like, subscribe comment on our uh youtube channel the links will be in the bio and shit and um, no i'm kidding 
I would jump through this damn computer. We can fight. Like I said, I am not a pacifist. And you can get your ass whooped too. These hands are rated E for everyone. Listen, I'm joking. I'm not going to. Look, Brian is showing his true colors, y'all. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the version I got in high school. No, it's right? not. That is that not is the version she got in high school. Because I, right I was a lot there. more disrespectful. I was a lot more disrespectful in high You're school. You're right. You know what? He's right. This helper was also very disrespectful. I was not. Your highlight of, I will say, your adolescent life was the fact that you kicked somebody so hard that they almost broke their, their knee or... No, that is not what happened. Oh, no. oh, what happened? Oh, what happened? I kicked them in the knee and they bled. But that was her highlight, y'all. But that was their own fault. Like that was her started. highlight. That was they her started. highlight, y'all. That was and she wanted everybody to know I, I'm that bitch. I, I fuck with no. you. I will make you bleed. Look, they should, look, they should <laughs> be making fun of me. Let me tell you, they they shouldn't be making fun of me. That was not the day. That was not the day. I'm usually, I was usually I was usually very reserved and quiet and kept to myself. She was. A I don't remember killer. what was going on. I don't remember what was going on that day though. But that was not <laughs> the day to mess with me. You was at your breaking point. It happens. It. I told them to stop. Look, they didn't want to stop. That was their fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jaleesa, are there any last words that you want to share with the audience? Um, thank you for having me, Vernon. This was fun. I'm glad I decided to do this with you. And don't forget to pre-order my book, The Covenant of Blood. How are we going to find it? Oh yeah, you're right. I never spoke about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my web, it's gonna be on my website, www.thejsliving.com. Again, that is www.thejsliving.com. And what about your socials? They're all at the JS Living. Yes. And there you go. There They're you also found it. at the bottom of the website. You forget. So, so follow the JS Livings yeah. uh, everywhere on all your socials. That is uh, Instagram. Uh, I won't say Facebook. Is it? Is it that on Facebook? I have too? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, and I have a YouTube channel, guys. I don't expect a lot of views on those, but I do have a YouTube channel. Ooh, There's love it. Stuff up there. So definitely follow, subscribe, support DJ JS Living, The Covenant of Blood. Yes. That's coming out June 21st. Uh, and her pre-order campaign starts when? It's already started. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So pull her up. Go ahead book. and pre-order. Yes. The official book will be out June 21st, Tuesday. Perfect. Right? It's not... Right after a couple of days after Juneteenth, I wanted it to be on Juneteenth, but uh, Tuesdays seem to be the best days to publish things. So, so um, make sure you do pre-order by Juneteenth just to make sure she gets that bump because that was her original uh, release date. But still, it's Juneteenth. Support Black artists um, yes. <laughs> and uh, Black authors, Black writers, Black creators support us all. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you all. And on that note, I'll catch y'all next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x. L-I-L-O-Q-U-Y dot com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.